The time is 6.48, and I have a need for weeb. Come to the yeah, need for ab- weeb. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say, and say after the season, I have a need for waifu. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yes, there was a lot of great waifu moments in this season. But welcome to the Need uh, yeah. for Weeb podcast, where we have a need for weeb, which is an otaku themed podcast brought to you by the nerd asses over at Camille's Harem. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about oh, our yeah. watch and drop list for fall 2020. Yeah, because we already talked about everything that's coming out. We've walked you through the different ones that had manga. And that we kind of were able to get like a, a look into the stories beforehand. Now we're actually going to say, hey, we watched some of these anime. This is what we think. Yeah. We'll see if they lived up to the hype on the mangas or if they pleasantly surprised us. I've actually been more surprised by the ones that didn't have manga. Yeah. I mean, a lot. there's a lot of great ones that had manga I really enjoyed. And we'll talk about those but there's quite a few that we weren't able to talk about in our previous episode mm-hmm. because they there didn't was have no a, source. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. no source for us to look at. So now mm-hmm. that we have this kind of thing, I think it's going to be really cool looking at yeah. what's actually coming out this season. Yeah, there's quite a few on this list that we don't have anything to talk about. So we're just going to skip them. We're not even going to mention them there. We talked about some of these in the last episode. Most of them, same thing applies here. So yeah. If you want to know more about them, check out that last episode, but there's just not much to talk about, so we're not going to waste our time, because we have a lot to get through here. Yes. Yeah. We we still have a lot. We knocked out quite a few, and we're only going to talk about some for a little bit, so we're going to push on through this, and hopefully you'll join us the entire way. All right. Because you're going to enjoy it. Yep. Yes, and we got some good ones at the end, so stick around for those. (laughs) So first and foremost, Jujutsu Kaisen. I am very glad that I was wrong. I was wrong about this one. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> me me and Lars are in agreement. I feel like with this one, because what we talked about in the pre-anime review was that we were disappointed it wasn't the show that we were expecting it to be. But I feel like knowing that while watching the anime actually made me enjoy the anime a lot more. Like knowing that it's like, okay, so this isn't quite what the first episode was going to set it up to be. But going through it, like it, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. I understand why it's the most popular anime this season. Yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. got its place as most popular yeah. anime this season. I don't think it it's in the top ten for this year. No, but it's a good shonen like yeah. contender for yeah. what's coming out this year. And it's definitely new. not in my favorites this season. But I, you know, I get it. I get it. It's it makes sense. sense. I actually, I, I'm going to say this. I would actually say for this season, this one actually ranks as one of my favorites. And well, it's yeah. and part and part of it has to do with being proven wrong. But like, it has good action. And yes, like after having been promised for now uh, a couple of seasons, so like the spring and the summer season, like being told, oh, Tower of God, it's going to have some of those amazing action sequences. Okay, that was disappointing. But just you wait until God of High School. It's going to be amazing. Okay, that made absolutely no sense. I just watched right there. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, it makes sense. It is well choreographed, well animated. It has everything that you need to set up and execute good fight sequences. Yeah. And And it had the story to back it up. mm, Yes. Yes. 
and it's by the same studio that did Tower of God and God of High School. Yeah. I think the key difference here is the difference between a manga and a webtoon. Yeah. Because manga, they go through a full-on editing process. Webtoons, not so much. Right. And so mm, adapting both of those, it's going to turn out different no matter what it is. And we'll talk more about that when, when we get down to Noblesse. But I think it turned out well for MAPPA this time just because it's a full-on edited manga. Yeah. That's the source material. Yeah. That's that's my take on it, yeah. really. No, I was just, like I like we said before, like I was just impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, my initial disappointment was in the manga. But then the anime, like, I was able, because I knew what was going to happen. Like, I knew Mm -hmm. the story that I was trying to tell now. And so then I could just enjoy it instead of having to be like, oh, this isn't going to (coughs) be, you know, what I thought it was. Darn it. Well, I guess I'll watch it anyway. Like, I didn't have to go through that again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Anything else? No. No? Watch it. If you haven't, if you, those of you listening, if you haven't started this anime yet, start it. You'll enjoy it. All right. Next is Tony Kaku Kawaii, and I'm gonna say I still hate the the name they came up for the English. Oh yeah, release. no, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, Tony yeah. Kawa Over the Moon. Are you serious? Or that, the... that's lazy, yeah. so lazy. Yeah, or the uh, the manga for it. I think it's called Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah, no. Yeah, I correctly. Fly Me to the Moon. It, it's the it's the Ameri- it's the English translators, the Ameri- it basically the Americans trying to be witty, <laughs> yeah. taking something that is hard to translate. I would say right. on over that would be catchy for an English audience. They're trying to make it catchy. They're trying to connect it to the main character and also this whole thing of like being so head over heels and like it's like when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie that's amore like that's essentially (laughs) what they're trying to do right here but it doesn't quite capture what is happening here because this isn't a story of two people falling in love and then getting married at the end no it them getting married at the beginning and then following their life through the honeymoon and that might have been something better to do if you're going to go moon <laughs> right exactly yeah. this right here yeah this one i will say is one of my top three favorites for this season <laughs> how do you guys think the story like do you prefer the story being told like in manga form or in the animated like anime form well at this point i've seen more of the anime than i have read of the manga okay because i had to stop myself from reading more of the manga otherwise it would consume me uh yeah and <laughs> i Hmm. It's hard to say. I think I feel like since I've seen more of the anime, I'm more I'm leaning closer to that just because yeah. that's now what I've experienced it mostly. I'm as. going I'm going to also say the anime just because I feel like it makes the chapters within the manga flow better. Yes. Yeah. Like if I like reading uh, reading Onikaku week to week, it's kind of like reading Rent a Girlfriend. True. Uh, where it's just like, uh, just give me all that good sweetness in one go, please. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, this is totally off topic, but Rental Girlfriend, I believe, has been picked up for a second season. So that is it exciting. I'm happy about that. Yeah. It is blowing up overseas. Uh, which I am happy about. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty all awesome. right. Well, oh, yeah. And was... have we mentioned how Decadence is probably anime of the year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another contender for anime of the year, Love is War, also has been greenlit for another season. So that's also exciting. Oh, I am so happy for that. I am too. And we'll talk about all these in the future, in on future our, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Let's on our anime the of the year episode. <laughs> all right. Next is 
Majo no Tabi Tabi, or Elena, the witch's travels. This or one... the traveling witch, I think, is the official. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I... This one so... is I. Hmm. I really enjoy this one. I feel like it definitely, and we kind of talked about this on the last episode, but it's not afraid to be cute, but it's also not afraid to be dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it. It always impresses me when you get a, a story or a show that can handle like both sides of that line well. Yeah. And the witch's travel, the traveling witch, is one of those. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it does it so mm-hmm. well. I mean, you get some really fluffy stuff, like the most recent episode I just watched yesterday. Really fluffy, a lot of fun. Yeah. But the previous episode, it got dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's what I want to say to the anime's credit. Like, I think that this is this is an aspect where like the anime can help to improve on what the manga dishes out. Yes. And that is providing a lot of great character development and characterization for Elena right up front. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh. I felt like I understood the main character better watching the first episode of the anime than reading, I think it was like five chapters yeah. into the manga. Yeah, they, they shuffled that up a, quite a bit. And so for its benefit, you got, yeah, you got her backstory first and then you see her going on her journey and it makes so much more sense. And then there's other mm-hmm. animes coming out this season that flipped it complete opposite direction and it works for them as well. So yeah. it's just kind of depends on what story you're telling. You got to look at it from different angles. I think yeah. that's the and, case in that. And I mean, and this is something that I like, I, I'm just going to bring this up just because it's so fresh in my mind, but I was just like, for, I was just watching a video that broke down what makes Berserk such a great manga to read. And the guy was talking about how like, it was so genius to put the uh, Black Swordsman arc before the Golden Age arc. And I agree, but at the same time, if you watch the original Berserk anime, the Golden Age arc dominates the anime. You only get like a, a like a chapter and a half essentially of the Black Swordsman arc before you get the Golden Age arc. And it still works that way. And so it's just a matter of knowing how you're going to tell the story. There's no one good way to set up a character. Yeah. This is yeah. kind of what I want to say, at least from a storytelling perspe- uh, storytelling approach. Yeah. And I love how we we're, we're, we keep getting stuff about Elena throughout the different episodes, but it's also handling, like, even though it's only got an episode to do it, the other characters yeah. that were given... They're wonderful characters, even though they're not there for as long. Yeah, that Black Wings episode was great. I enjoyed that one thoroughly. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that one's episode four. Yeah, episode yeah. four, the one with like the giant dragon destroying the country and the the witch that has amnesia. I immediately saw it, and it reminded me so much of <laughs> Nate's Nate's budding book, budding yeah. book. Yeah, called Black Wings and. I'm like, Nate, you have lot. to see this. Yeah, it hits a lot of the same beats. And so I was like, so you're saying that it works very well. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> My story has been proven correct here. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a great feeling. It is. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Our next anime is by Shaft called he. Assault Lily Bouquet. And I'm going to go out right and say it. it's what ruby wants to be and it's very unashamed about it yeah it's exactly what it is it feels like ruby but like not afraid to pander yes (laughs) it like full-on goes full steam ahead and i'm like i'm a little turned off by this but i'm also really enjoying watching this as well yeah i think it's one of the best animated shows this season definitely it is gorgeous and i'm just glad that we have 
kind of two shaft animes this season if you if if you think about it but this oh yeah no it's i don't know if i'll actually end up watching it all the way through i've only seen two episodes and i've enjoyed both episodes even though it is not my cup of tea <laughs> like there is a lot of sexual yuri tension a lot of <laughs> a lot of it yes there's just there's just well, once again it's going places that ruby doesn't dare to go and that's because the guys at ruby change the story right in the middle of it and then yeah. can't own up to their own mistakes exactly yeah no and that's it just it feels so much more confident than ruby does but it hits a lot of the same beats yeah yeah if you want to watch some gorgeous animation check it out yep. i've been thoroughly enjoying it even though i don't know if i'll continue to enjoy You're it right. but you know that's to be seen all right next one is kamisama ni natahi or the day became god I haven't had a chance to check this one out yet. Yeah, same here. I've, I I have nothing to say on it. I've really enjoyed it. It's it's got the kind of the same humor, kind of spastic stuff going on with like a kind of hidden story underneath yeah. that like a Moggy Brilliant Park had. Okay, and it, it feels very similar to that. It's definitely not what I expected. It's a lot of fun to watch though. I'm definitely keeping an eye on it just because. I want to know what's going on on the surface, but just the shenanigans going on in each episode, they're just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And so in my mind, that's what makes it worth it. About all mm. I have to say about it, it's a lot of fun. Give it a look. At least try the first episode. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. All right. Next one. Akudama yeah. Drive. <laughs> uh, what a wild, wild yes. ride. I really enjoy the animation style for this yes. one. That's that's one thing that's really kept me with this show. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's beautiful to look at. <laughs> I, I really enjoy the animation too, although that comes with a slight caveat that I feel like some of the transitions are a little bit overdone. Yeah. To the point where it's like, okay, I've, I've seen this transition before. It was cool the first time. Second time, uh -huh. less cool. Third time, okay, you're overusing it. And that's coming from a Bakuman Gatsby fan. So, right. you know, take that as it is, but... <laughs> I honestly feel like it's got the second best action after Jujutsu Kaisen for this mm -hmm. season. But Akudama Drive, even though I love it and it's one of the ones I, I'm i definitely following for sure. I, I mean, I love the whole setup for it. It has one major flaw that I'm struggling with it. Okay. Mainly, there's no backstory whatsoever for any of the characters. Mm. We have a wonderfully written world. All of the characters are fun. I love all the characters, but there's no backstory whatsoever. Yeah. And it's not even trying to give us any. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not yet. It might be holding that back for True. like some sort of like crazy reveal. But what my biggest problem with Agudama Drive is that for episode two, I was like really busy. Like I was trying to watch it, but I was also trying to do something else. And I was like, I was like, I'm just going to have to focus on this other on this other task. And I just kept it running and I missed about seven minutes of it. I came back and it took me 10 seconds to figure out what was going on. Oh, and for yeah. a show that's trying to create these elaborate break ins and schemes, that's not good. No. And like it's not like because, for instance, something like Ocean's Eleven, you walk away from Ocean's Eleven for like three minutes and you're lost for the next half hour. Yeah. And I mean, some people might not like that, but when you're trying to build up like a crazy heist, you can't let that be the case. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so. I, I enjoy the art. I enjoy the action. And I do like the characters, despite the, the lack of background. But it's not as smart as it makes as it wants you to think it is. 
Yeah. yeah. It felt like it promised so much in the first episode. It was so much fun. But now it's just kind of like, okay, I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't seem as fleshed out as yeah. it possibly could be. Yeah. It's definitely not like cycle. Mm, what's how, how do I explain this? It's definitely not like a brain teasing kind yeah. of anime. It's just kind of violent fluff, I guess you could call it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm coining that term, violent fluff. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at <laughs> other fluff. more violent shows, the ones mm-hmm. that stick around, and I, my mind instantly goes to Black Lagoon for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It succeeds because there's a lot of great action, there's a yeah. lot of like great fighting scenes and all that. But the greatest thing about it is it's like commentary on the world around us exactly. and like the darker parts of our world. Yeah, Akadama Drive really doesn't have that. Yeah, it's just fluff, but not fluffy. I guess if you want to put it that way, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to our next one. Kimi Toboko no Saigo no Senjo, or Our Last Battlefield. Oof. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Me and Scott are shaking our heads. I couldn't even finish the first half of the episode. I was like, number one, it looks like we're watching oh. like a slideshow. Yeah. Like the animation was terrible. This pacing was terrible. I had, I did not care about the characters at all. I was just like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll pass. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's honestly not much to say about that one. I mean, if you're watching it and you're enjoying it, perks to you. That's great. Not I don't flex. know how you managed to turn your brain off like that, but <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know. Maybe it gets better after the first episode, but ugh, no <laughs> thanks. Maybe. All right, next one is Hypnosis Mike, Division Rap Battle. And even though I've seen one or two TikToks, People like have noticed the show and they're like, it's wild. It's all like crazy and about them rapping and like it's actual physical battles with them rapping. And I'm like, that's all it is. There's nothing behind it. There's no no good story. There's no good characters. There's no substance whatsoever. And us here at Need for Weeb, we simp so hard for anime with substance. Okay, that's what (laughs) you need to understand about us. We simp for substance. Substances are waifu. Yes. Scott's getting very passionate and it's scaring me. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of substance, uh, Kuma 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 Bear. It's so cute. It is very cute. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's it's the best kind of fluff. It really is. It is. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy it, but I'm not going to lie. I probably won't finish it. Oh, I'm definitely finishing it. Well, it's like, uh, well, I mean, Scott and I are going to finish it because we're going to do a matchup between Yuna and Maple. <laughs> yeah, so Yuna from Kuma 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 Bear and then Maple from Bofuri. Yeah, so look I'm forward just, to I'm that. Just say, I'm just going to say this. I really enjoy, I really enjoy stories that can utilize overpowered characters. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, like One Punch Man and Mob Psycho are brilliant because of how they tackle the emotional side of a character who's just so op what does that look like that's really neat but yeah. i love how bofuri and kuma 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 bear tackle just like the personality and just the wackiness of overpowered characters and it just it leans into that and it does it well it's something that could yeah. be instantly off-putting if you do it too much if it's overcooked or not cooked enough but in this case it's done really well yeah no i i love kuma kuma bear it's just a it's like bufuti just a fun anime to watch yeah i mean and that's the key to that it's substance is just how fun it is to watch Mm. i i don't have to well i mean 
the story's fun, but I'm not ne- I necessarily. I'm not watching it for the story. I'm watching it for the humor and the characters and the but, characters yeah. and like it's just restful to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean when I say like I really enjoy it, but I probably won't finish it because there's so many fluffy animes in the past that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Like when I sit down to watch it, I'm like, I love this. It's great writing, great comedy, great characters. Everything mm-hmm. about it is great, but it doesn't really string me along enough to like actually sit down and watch it like non non biori love it but mm. never finished it uh achi kochi love it never finished it yeah you know there's a lot of animes like that that i'm just like i like them i thoroughly do but without the story to like really like drag me along yeah like kicking and screaming i probably won't finish yeah. it yeah I, I kind of have the same reaction with, like, Nichi Joe and Lucky Star. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love watching clips on YouTube of, like, different stuff yeah. that happens. And I get all I need from that. I don't necessarily have to sit through hour after hour of watching yeah. the whole season just because I can watch bits at a time on yeah. YouTube, and I'm great. Nichi Joe's the exception for me. That one I actually did finish <laughs> because I love it that much. No, I love Nichi Joe too, yeah. but it's not one I could sit down and watch all in one go. I can. You, yeah. that's, that's you. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's exactly what I mean, though. Yeah. All right, let's move on to one that doesn't have substance. I'm standing on a million lives. And (laughs) I couldn't even get halfway through the first episode. Oh, my gosh. Is horrendous. You know what? Take everything I said for uh, our last battlefield and apply it to this one, because I got those two mixed up. Whoopsies. (laughs) I mean, I had the same reaction to our last battlefield as well. I tried to watch. Yeah. Got halfway through the episode. Couldn't. But this one. The pacing was so bad. Yeah, yeah. So bad. I mean, I knew I didn't like the story as much from reading the manga in the first place, but the pacing's so much worse than the anime. Yeah. It's abominable. Like, the manga was tolerable. I was able to handle the pacing there. For the anime, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've I've lumped... Honestly, that partially my my issue is that I lumped this one up with uh, our last battlefield because they just they exist in the same brain space for me. But yeah, no, the pacing was horrendous. It was horrendous. Mm. See, I haven't watched this one. I probably will not waste any time on it. I was. I no. just. I, yeah. I absolutely did not like the manga, and I think I'm coming back to the whole idea of a premise. Like oddly enough, it is a premise that I would actually enjoy in many cases. But the pre- but a premise does not a story make. Yes. The execution yeah. is what does Short it. And the manga was already executed horribly. <laughs> and I, I was like, "There's no way that the anime can rescue this." And just hearing from you guys after you after you tried to watch it the first time, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to waste my yeah. time." Yeah, nope, yeah. Nope, I couldn't nope, finish nope. the first episode. Not worth All it. All right, let's move on to the next one. The Boy the Gods picked up, Kamitachi no Hirawarete Otoko, which I did, I, I have seen the first two episodes of it. I enjoy it. Yeah. And, but the the thing with me is for this one, I enjoyed it as much as I did reading the manga. There's no benefit to me watching the anime over reading the manga for it. Or and vice I've versa. Already got, yeah, or vice versa. And I've already got the story up to, what, 40 chapters in or something like that from the manga from reading that. Yeah. I don't need to watch the anime for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The anime really doesn't have anything special to give it. Yeah, I, I didn't get around to watching this one. Unfortunately, yeah. I haven't. And, I mean, I have the time. I've COVID. So what else am I going to do than sit at home all day? But <laughs> well, here, Scott, uh, Scott, we, we discussed this before we started recording, but I'm going to bring it up here for our listeners, right? For listeners like this is something I've heard from. I know at least one channel, if not two or three by now, uh, where they they said that an anime is essentially like a really is like a glorified trailer for the manga to see if you're going to pick up the manga because normally the manga is still ongoing. 
Yeah. And in that in that case, an anime has to essentially elevate the qualities of the manga. It has to yeah. really pull you on in. And if the and and here's the thing is that if the manga is already like top tier, like we're looking at something like Demon Slayer, then in that case, you want the anime to match the manga. But that's not usually the case. Usually the anime has to kind of oversell things. And if the anime is making you feel the same way as when you're reading the manga, and the manga is kind of like a, meh, you know, it's kind of enjoyable, then the anime actually isn't doing its job right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's move on to one where they are doing the job right. Maojo no Oyasumi, or the Demon Princess's Rest Time. <laughs> it's so much fun i mean i enjoyed reading the, the manga the manga dragged me in kicking and screaming and i enjoyed every second of it but the anime is even better <laughs> i haven't i haven't seen any anime you for this are one yet. missing out i know so much it's so it's so cute okay here and like once again how the anime begins already like does uh, does a lot for the story, like how it sets up the kidnapping. And it already gives you an idea, like both like in the opening segment and in the opening, like the the OP. It's already uh, giving you a lot of world building, so that way you can just accept that the princess is here. Like the manga does it hilariously, so you don't really question it. Yeah. But for anyone who's coming in, being like, "Well, actually," shove up their glasses. Why? Why is she in that castle? Well, now you know. But it's still done in a way that does not compromise the humor of the of the overall story. Right. It. I mean, in this one, the humor is top notch, and this is and that humor is why you watch the show. Yeah. That's all you need to understand <laughs> going into it. It has top notch humor, the best comedy anime of this season. I'd almost say she's this so dark. Year. Yeah. Yeah. I love gallows humor and this is like good gallows humor. Like it is not over the top disgusting. Just like, like, Oh, look at this cutie. Oh, that went dark. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, if you haven't taken the time to watch this one yet, please at least watch the first episode. It is definitely worth your time. If you're looking for a good laugh, anything else we want to say about this one? No, I'm good. I'm very excited to watch it, but yeah. I, I can't believe I still haven't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Moriarty to Petri. And this one kind of does the opposite Ooh. of what the Traveling Witch does, where instead of starting with the backstory, it starts with like the actual meat and bones of the story, and then you get the backstory in episode yeah. two. I feel like this is definitely a sleeper hit of the season. I don't feel yes. like enough people are talking about this one. Oh, it yeah. is beautifully done. I yeah. love it. Just It hits all of those buttons that a good Sherlock's home like Sherlock Holmes piece of fiction does. Yeah. But it, it does it in anime. I mean, what's better than that? Exactly. Say, yeah. I, I, like, I want, like, here's one thing I want to bring up. So at first, the anime was, uh, not the anime, the, the animation, at first, the animation was a little off-putting to me at first because, because uh, I looked at it, I was like, wait a second, like, this is, I mean, Castlevania's got some great animation to it, but, like, when you look at Castlevania's animation style, you expect Castlevania. And Moriarty the Patriot is very close to the style of Castlevania that like at first I was like, wait, like where's like the rampant gore and cursing? <laughs> I, 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 I was a little put off by that at first, but it really grows on you. 
at least like if you're yeah. someone who watches like the darker Netflix stuff, it like you're you're going to come into Moriarty thinking that you're going to see that. And so it might be a little bit off when you're like, why am I not getting all this gritty darkness? That's what you promised me. But it delivers just enough to satisfy that kind of lust if you have it. But it also, as you said, Scott, it's being smart. Mm-hmm. It is showing how the small things within the story contribute to the greater crime that if you like if you as the audience were sherlock holmes these would be the things that you would be paying attention to to put together the the way that the murder was enacted and the motivation behind it yeah which is pretty smart yeah definitely definitely all right on to the next one sure all right. Did either of you even try Iwakakeru, the sport climbing girls? No, I I didn't get around to it. I I I've I've wanted to start it, but I just I haven't gotten around to it at all. Maybe it's just me because I really like like outdoor recreation stuff. That's what my major in college is. But this is a lot of fun. Just it, it's a sport anime like about girls going like climbing like competitive climbing and so you've got like that competitive sport anime like part to it but it's also very fun and fluffy at times yeah and it's actually pretty enjoyable i've enjoyed every episode so far it's been a lot of fun yeah that i don't know i may i may check it out it's not necessarily something that's down my wheelhouse but Mm -hmm. i think it especially for sports fans they might really enjoy it yeah yeah no definitely all right our next one is Nana the Incompetent. Uh, I have not. I have not seen. I don't know. After reading the manga, I was just like, eh, not really one that I'm I, interested in watching. Yeah, I haven't watched this one either. Yeah. I, I started watching it, but it, it has that same problem we were talking about earlier. It doesn't really elevate. It, it doesn't elevate it yeah. at all. I it, mean, unless it you get that like shock and awe later on in the season, which I don't know if I'm ever going to see just because I don't know if I'm all that interested in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, know, after said, reading what five chapters of the manga, then I was like, man, yeah, no, I've, I've seen enough to know where this is going. It may change that and surprise us all. But by the time it gets to that point, I really have no interest in it for those who are, who are enjoying it. Good for you. Uh, but it, yeah, no, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, there's I've, anything I've heard, wrong with I've heard, it I've heard that. people describe, describe this one as what's going to be the real sleeper hit of the of the season so we're just gonna have to wait and see how how anime fans uh react and what kind of following it might get as people share their reactions through social media because i mean like that's how demon slayer blew up it wasn't popular until episode 19 hit and that was towards the end of the season yeah well i mean it i don't know i I feel kind of dumb because like I was following Demon Slayer for a while and then I stopped following it for some dumb reason. And then episode 19 hit and everybody was freaking out about it. I'm like, what What am I? What year is it? <laughs> what year? What year is it? I remember like I remember uh, Nux Taku brought it up and he was just saying how he really enjoyed the art. And I was like, hey, you know, what? if not, if if Nux Taku is going to say that's uh, that it was worth the watch, that's probably worth the watch. Yeah. So I turned it on and I actually kind of stuck with it longer than I guess he did because he kind of stopped until also like everyone started getting all on the hype train <laughs> about it. And I'm like, dude, no, like what makes episode 19 so great is everything leading up to it so yeah. like none of the incompetent could actually be that where it delivers a, a fun twist that that demands that you watch it all and then you're like oh yeah that was worth it yeah uh, but, but it's actually but, but, gotta be worth it yeah it's demon got slayer. it's gotta be worth it yeah demon slayer is good all the way through yeah. this one i wouldn't say is necessarily bad it just yeah. doesn't 
do much for me. Yeah, because what Demon Slayer did, I'm like, I really enjoyed everything. It just like, everything's good. Everything's great at times. But then it just like hit this high that like elevated everything else with it. Yeah. And I don't think that could be done with Nana. Yeah. Honestly, don't. Mm -hmm. Well, shall we move on to Noblesse? Yes. Yeah. So just a word of warning, if you haven't started Noblesse and you were planning to, you have to watch the Noblesse Awakening OVA that came out in 2016 before you can watch the actual anime because if you don't do that, you're going to get super confused when you try to start the anime because it starts after the events of the OVA. So it gets a little confusing there, but if you've done that, you're kind of set into the story and the OVA is done wonderfully. I love the OVA. I'm just hoping the anime does a good job, like, continuing on from there. And it has a potential of having a lot of, like, great action in it, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping it doesn't run into the same problems that Tower of God and God of High School have this year already. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely started that. I watched the OVA and then two episodes in. And I read a fair amount of the webtoon. I'm, I enjoyed it. I, I'm enjoying the anime, but I don't know if I'm actually going to finish this one. Yeah. Or at least wait until it's all out and right. binge it. Yeah. I'm definitely may binge this one for sure. All right. Next mm-hmm. one is Dropout Fruit Tart. I have watched some of this. It went from like the cute, like wacky comedy bits in the anime. And there's, I mean, in the manga. And there's certainly that in there, but it it's devolved into a full on like idol anime. Yeah. And I've never really enjoyed idol anime. Yeah. The only one that I actually enjoyed was Zombieland Saga, but that was more so because it was just <laughs> goofy. As, yes. As all get out. <laughs> um, yeah, this one, I don't know. The way that you kind of explained it or described it to me kind of took me off of it. I was kind of excited to start this one just because I thought the shenanigans in the manga was really fun, even though there wasn't a lot to it. But maybe I'll still watch Neppersurter 2 and, and see where it goes from there. Right, but, right. Yeah, there's not much. All right, our next one, and I know I'm probably the only one who saw it, is Taiso Zamanite, which... I'm going to say right now, if you're a fan of Yuri and Ice, I think this is going to be a good one for you. It it very much has the same kind of like humor and drama. And I'm maybe feeling a little bit of Yahweh subtext going on in the background. But it's very much like sports, but like the real face of sports kind of idea, especially like single act sports like ice skating or in this case, gymnastics. And back in 2002, it's very like character driven. There's a lot of like great family drama going on. And the cast is really fun especially the one foreigner guy that believes he's a ninja and keeps following around the main character all the time it it's a lot of fun just i i I just advise giving it a try i think it's it's fun it's definitely one i'm keeping an eye on all right next one is ikebukuro westgate park we actually talked about this one in our first episode and then because we mistook it for coming out in the summer season instead of the fall season and now that it's actually coming out yeah now that it's actually coming out we have a chance to see it uh lars what do you uh, think about it i've really been enjoying it i so i i went in expecting because based off of the the synopsis i was expecting like some sort of west side story romeo juliet whatnot and the girlfriend hasn't even come into this hasn't even come into the story yet so instead like i was like oh is this gonna be like some kind of like gritty gang war story and i it's not even that it's kind of like a really neat take on uh 21 jump street it's just where you have more like reformed criminals help working within a gang and working with authorities to keep a certain area of the city quote unquote clean and this is just like fuel is added to this fire by having another gang move in on the territory. And so the two gangs are trying to not have a gang war 
while they're trying to like keep the peace. And so like, it's a really neat interconnected story between all these different kinds of characters addressing real world problems that teenagers and young adults face when they're going out on their own. And so it's just, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's definitely not what I expected. And I, I'm here for it. I, I've just been enjoying it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say at the end of this year, when we move on into the winter season, I'll probably forget all about it until like one day and be like, oh yeah, that was a fun anime to watch. But for right now in the moment, it's definitely worth it. Okay. I, I definitely need to look into it. Yeah. All right. And now we're on to our re- turning seasons. other other than the obvious choice here is there anything to be said on any of the other ones uh, i'm waiting until haikyuu is completely out so i can binge it in one go because i do not have the mental fortitude to wait on a volleyball game from week to week to week <laughs> oh, oh yeah no Fair point. like haikyuu has to be binged yeah. it's just one of those stories that's like i'm so happy that the manga is done so that way I can just read through the manga and not have to wait because uh, it would honestly be murdering me. <laughs> yeah. And I feel very much the same with Don Machi season three. Yeah. And I think it's one of its faults, but it also saves it a good amount of the time. Is Don Machi, it is just its pace overall. And it just gets going so fast. I don't think I can handle it. Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go every week. Right. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to watch it like all at once because that's how the story goes. It goes very fast. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say for Don Machi season three, I'm so happy that the scene, that, that, like the scene where uh, the Amazon and the elf fight over him is like in this season because I'm just like, ah, yes. Like this moment right here just encapsulates everything about the weirdness <laughs> of this anime. And like the entire time I'm watching, I'm like, if I were in the main, like this is one of the reasons why bland protagonists tick me off because I know how I would act in the situation. I'd be like, elf, you're cute and everything. But this Amazon, she's older than me. She's taller than me. She can bend me in half. Holy dang. Yes, I'm going with her. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's more of a conversation of sexual preferences here. But yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I cannot put myself into the main character's shoes because he's too bland. I already know what my preferences are. I already know where I would be going. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to watch Golden Kamui at some point in my life, but probably not anytime soon to be honest. I, I mean, need to. We're kind of stuck inside anyway because yeah. we both got COVID so we could do it. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It, it would be an ideal time to binge. But we're watching over the garden wall tomorrow, so not tomorrow. Yeah. Not tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm just waiting to get COVID as I'm back at school. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it both was worse than I expected and also not as bad. Yeah. So, you know. The lack of taste is probably the worst, like, yeah. overall well, part. I mean, the fever of 103 yeah. was rough, but yeah. other than that, one once I got over that, yeah, the taste. I just, I wanted to go to Zupa's and try, because they just opened, and I wanted to try a, a steak sandwich because it sounds so good. And then I was like, why why bother? It. I wouldn't even be able to taste it. I had an apple, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, I had an apple uh-huh. yesterday, and it was literally all crunch and juice. There, okay, That was I'm... the only two experiences I got out of it. I could not taste it thing of it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say this from being in a situation where like i've had i've completely lost the the sense of taste because i had such a stuffy nose it just plugged me up i couldn't taste anything i actually really enjoy the sensation of of biting into an apple that i can't taste it's way better than biting it for instance like into a pear 
that you can't taste because then you're just yeah. all like, what, am, what is this thing I'm eating? It's just mush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, and that's kind of the reason why I ate it in the first place because I'm like, okay, I need something that actually has texture to it Yeah. or else I'm just going to gag on this. Yeah. No, I made... I made a burger for dinner and I didn't put sauce on it because I'm dumb. And I was like, you know what? This needs sauce because it's too dry. I won't be able to taste the sauce, but it's just so dry that it needs something in there. And my brother comes out. He's like, why'd you put sauce on it? You can't even taste that sauce. I'm like, I know, but I need it for the texture. (laughs) When the only thing I can feel is texture in my mouth, then the texture becomes twice as important. Yes. All right. let's, Let's move on to the... Hidden little horror nugget in the room. Oh, yes. (laughs) Higurashi. There's a lot. There's a lot to say about this one. This is the other kind of Shaft anime that is being put out this season. It's not technically animated by Shaft, but it has a lot. uh, A lot of the payroll is Shaft employees. And so it has a Shaft feel to it, which I enjoy. Other than that, it is not what I was expecting. Yeah. It's it's kind of a pseudo remake where it's positioning it it's positioning itself as a remake, but not watching the original kind of puts you at a bit of a disadvantage. I mean, well, here here's what I'm going to say because I went into this not having watched any of the others. Yeah, and I could still follow it and appreciate it. Yeah, you can because still. All I needed to know, like all I needed to know, was just like that there are these other stories and know like. That, that which characters died and and instantly I began like connecting the dots and like that's like kind of what made it fun it's like oh I am jumping in at a point in the story where it still makes sense and I'm not losing anything and it's a standalone that could stand on its own yeah yeah which I kind of feel like hmm I think that they're doing a good job with that but I think that if given the opportunity I still think the original show as terrible as the animation is is a better place to start because you kind of miss one of the big plot twists early on plot twists is like oh this keeps i don't know i don't want to spoil things but definitely like episode two just kind of threw a wrench into the whole oh this is a remake this is for new people to enjoy and you know you can still enjoy it as a new person i think a lot of people are overreacting because a lot of the discourse online is that like oh don't watch this it's this is for returning fans you have you can't watch this if you're a newbie and i'm like i disagree i think that this is a perfectly valid place to start but Mm -hmm. i i do see where they're coming at in the sense of like you're getting a very different experience because it's a remake well here's let's see here dang it the 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 anime that i'm thinking about is right on the tip of my tongue and yet it is escaping me because there about? is another ant huh what's it about maybe we can uh, that's the thing down. i'm i i, I could see it in my brain in in my mind's eye kids this is why you should not bash your head against brick walls because then this happens to you uh, <laughs> Lars, um, are you okay do you need to take a break from teaching high school <laughs> i definitely do uh, but no that the head trauma goes back to middle school and high oh. school for me uh, <laughs> oh crud dang it actually uh, here, this might be kind of a bad example right here, but essentially Yu-Gi-Oh. There are, there's more to Yu-Gi-Oh than just the, hey, we're going to play Duel Monsters. There's a whole backstory to it. And the backstory definitely gives you then all of the flavor text and the understanding for who some of these characters are. Like it makes Yugi and Joey's relationship actually function a whole lot better when you have that backstory. But if you don't have it, you can still enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh for what it was. Yeah. Or it's like Dragon Ball Z. You can 
still enjoy Dragon Ball Z, even if you haven't seen the original Dragon Ball, but you yeah. definitely are missing out on key callbacks, I guess you could say. Watching the original contextualizes a lot of things, and it also kind of spoils some things. Like the, the reboot kind of spoils some things for the original storyline. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this ends up playing out. So far, the first mm -hmm. five episodes have been great. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. It's This is another one of my top three for the season. This is oh, one yeah. that I'm actually watching week for week, which is about as big as a praise as I can give a show. <laughs> You're like, I must watch this thing. No, I agree. Like after it, because... Uh... I started watching with I started watching with you guys up in uh, St. George, and so when I got back, I just made it like I I made it a thing to make sure that I jump on Higurashi as soon as I can when it's released uh, week yeah. to week, and I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's so cute and fluffy and precious ah! for at least the first three episodes, anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, here's the thing. I oh my gosh, episode four. Uh like everything leading up to the ending, like had me so on edge. When she's acting cute, I'm like, I have not seen this much cuteness and I don't know how long, and I'm loving it, and I already know something horrible is coming. And, and then, then she sure brings enough, up the, the whole... bento box and she opens it up and just takes out all the different torture devices. <laughs> and it's freaking saw! We are in saw! <laughs> <laughs> It's called Stabby yes. Stabby. Let's see how long you can survive when I put this knife in your gut. Uh, the Olympic pools of blood. I can't believe he survived <laughs> that. That I'm still shocked about that. I can't believe that. it either. That's what I, that freaked me out just as much as the as her knocking on the door. Uh, oh my gosh, that was oh that is so that that was so well done. I, who was it? I think it's Mother's Basement. I think it's YouTube channel Mother's Basement said that it's almost impossible to do a good horror anime. I object. Yeah, he <laughs> Higurashi is nailing it in terms of really unsettling without having to be gory or over the top. Granted, it is gory and over the top in certain sequences, but like everything leading up to that is yeah. just downright terrifying. Yes, no, and I agree. I stand by Higurashi as one of the best horror animes ever. And it's not that it has to be overly gruesome. And even like looking at the original, like the animation is so funky and it's so bad, but like it still does such a great job of like setting up the ambiance without just gratuitous amounts of gore. Like, yes, there are some gory moments, but like that's not where the horror comes from. And it knows that. And I feel like this reboot is a really... It's an interesting case study because I'm going to let's go back to the whole fact that this is a reboot again, you know, because I apparently can't stop talking about this fact. But mm -hmm. like, I think that they're doing a really good job of like catering to the beginners like you, Lars, but still like kind of throwing a bone to the returning watchers mm -hmm. by mixing it up. But they're not like so it feels like it's like, oh, I can watch this because I have some merit to watching it. You know, it's not just a it's not just a tasteless reboot. You know, it's not just uh -huh. a copy and paste, but with better visuals. Like we're getting new information. We're getting new uh, sequences. And so that's exciting and that's fun for me. But for you, you're still getting the story as it as it yeah. plays out. So well and done. I finally remembered the actual the, the actual example I was going for. Which is way which is way more recent than that than I was making myself think, which is probably why I couldn't grasp it. The uh the recent remake of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh. It follows the actual story of the game beat for beat until a very crucial point towards the end of the first chapter. And and I mean a lot of people who are diehard fans of Final Fantasy VII really don't like it and i mean i myself having 
grown up with Final Fantasy VII. Like, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'm going to wait and see how things turn out because it could be really good. It could be one of those twists that's like, it's a reboot that actually became a remake that could have massive payoff if they do it right, or it could fly in the face of the emotional story that is told in the original game. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think that's one of the things is that in the case of Higurashi, it's definitely one that if you are a fan of it, who's coming in, you're like, oh, wait a second, why are they doing it this way? You might have to withhold judgment until we see the whole thing just to see how it plays out. And then older fans can, can pass their judgment on it. Me as a new fan, I'm enjoying it for what it is. And I'm happy that I don't have to dip back into six other versions of Higurashi just to understand what's going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think you just about nailed it. I don't think there's anything else I could really add to it. Mm -hmm. Scott, you need to watch this. Uh -huh. Scott has an like complete version. version to anything remotely scary. Do you know how hard I had to push him to watch uh, to watch ReZero? I had to force he it down his throat. Pretty hard for that <laughs> and, one. Yeah. And don't you, aren't you glad I did, Scoop? Yes. It's yes. great. Watch Higurashi. You'll love it. Actually, I don't know if he will, but I still think he should watch it. <laughs> he will. He will. He's gonna he's gonna wait he's gonna wake up at he's gonna wake up at night in a cold sweat but with a big smile on his face because you're like, she's so cute. She could murder me. <laughs> we still haven't met Best Girl and I'm upset about it. I uh, I need her soon and now, please. <laughs> <laughs> i want to see if well, final fantasy 7 remake is on steam yet i thought it was uh the original is on steam the original is on steam okay i mean the original good stuff i remastered it's kind of weird being being raised in a family where the highest console i had in my life was a game boy oh it's like if i wanted to experience bigger games i had to go to a friend's house and so my experience with like the games of everyone else's childhood is like so fractured. Yeah. <laughs> but I still like, I still grew up with them because my friend, because my friends were so into it. And so I would go on over to their place and just, I mean, it's one thing watching a game as opposed to playing it yourself, but there's still an experience there. And like looking back at it now, like I definitely appreciated the story more than, than my friends did at the time, because that's all I have to go on. Whereas they can then talk more about the actual mechanics of playing a game. So it's an interesting conversation when you're the guy who's just watching the game. Yeah, the there is not, let's see, PC version hasn't been confirmed yet. Dang it. Well, I'm probably going to be getting a PS5 eventually, so I'll just play it when it comes out, when I get that. But yeah, no, it's not on Steam. Dang it. Oh, very nice. Anyway, any last remarks for the for the season? Yeah, there's a lot that's right now in that that's in this season. It it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. And being yeah. someone who right now is really busy with work and also with writing, like it's hard to to say, okay, time to now sit down and just enjoy enjoy something right here and so like the anime that i've stuck with i'm honestly sticking with because it's worth the time that i set aside for them yeah because my life is so busy that i honestly can't waste two hours or so like it honestly has to be an investment yeah and so and so kudos then to the shows that that like i myself is saying that i've been following because that means that I'm really being entertained yeah. by them. So Yeah, there's not a lot of shows that I'm actually watching week for week here, but there are quite a few that I think are binge worthy. But I don't know. It, it's just interesting because it's like, I feel like compared to last season, this season, we have so much more variety, but it's quantity over quality 
for for some of these and there's definitely some quality shows in here like i'm not trying to say that there isn't but there's definitely not as many like anime of the year contender type shows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i'll say this depending on how uh, jujitsu kaizen wraps up and higurashi they could definitely be like honorable mentions for when we do our anime of the year but i yeah. agree i feel like last season really delivered the heavy hitters oh yeah for this year no definitely there, there's a lot i'm really happy that are coming out this season though i mean i've got nine this season that i'm watching week by week and then we'll see if i binge the other ones afterwards yeah but there's there's a lot to keep me entertained that's for sure all right well this has been need for weeb thank you for listening where can you find us scoot you can find us on reddit we don't have our own subreddit yet but you can find us easily under the camille's harem subreddit just find us there lars has a lot of great material especially anime material up on the camille's harem youtube channel so go mm-hmm. ahead and check us out there you can find a lot of great like commentary and writers rants and all that kind of stuff on there yeah and as far got... as anime material goes let me know what people want to hear on, yeah. uh, on YouTube and I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's probably our best places yeah. you can reach out to us from. Also check out, especially if you like writing or even reading terrible, terrible fanfics, check out our other podcast, Camille's Harem, where we talk about writing advice, but we also do epic readings of terrible fanfics and just other fiction like kissing covid which i feel like getting <laughs> coronavirus after reading that is just the the we cursed ourselves we cursed we ourselves lars if anything covid's coming for you because you read that too yeah i was the narrator for that too. one yeah, yeah go go to the camille's harem podcast find out why we're called the nerd asses of camille's harem yeah and yeah i love you sayonara okasan i love you give me kisses <laughs> Welcome to Wreck Bits. Lars is gonna wreck our bits for a second here. Oh, Go ahead, Lars. You know it. Wreck my bit. Oh, oh dang it. I, I need a belt so I can be like whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my recommendation for this episode is Escaflone. And I have to say this right off the bat. Don't let the noses get in the way of enjoying <laughs> a really great show. Yes, I understand that they have weird faces. And if you've ever read the Doonesbury comic before, that's probably what you're going to be thinking for the first two episodes. You could land a <laughs> plane they all on those like noses. from Doonesbury? Huh? You could land a plane on those noses. They're like runways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you could get past the noses, you're in for a great time. This right here is essentially, a, an this is an isekai. Not even essentially, this is an isekai story. Before isekai became really popular and it really sets itself apart from all the other isekai that are just so overdone these days where it's like we always get the male protagonist and usually get a bland male protagonist at that in this case we have a female protagonist who is the heart of this ensemble cast of mythical characters as they go about in a grim dark well it's not even a grim dark fantasy it sets itself up at first like a grim dark fantasy but then really blossoms into just a complex world of politics action steam punk mixed with magic and it's just it's a really fun ride it takes you back to older days of anime where it's like you can tell that there's a whole lot more care given to like background stuff because they're trying to show just how rich and in-depth this world is and the characters are a lot of fun sure like our main lead he's a bit of a he's a bit of a, a 
numbskull, <laughs> which is kind of par for the course for these kinds of action stories, uh, granted. But once again, it was like, I remember being recommended Escaflone from so from the friends of mine who actually got me really back into anime. And when when I watched it, how, how best put, I was really blown away by the heart that's in it. Because while it might seem as though it's built into this whole thing of like, love, friendship will save the day, it goes beyond that. It's this mythical connection. It really sells you on mythical connections between characters, destiny, and it's just, it's so different from what kind of isekai junk gets cranked out every season in anime. So if you if you say to yourself, you're all like, I really want an isekai that's different from everything else that we're getting right here. Don't look forward in time for, for, for a new isekai. Go back. Go back to Escaflone. Or Konosuba. I mean, Konosuba <laughs> is pretty great and everything, but honestly, like if you're lo- like if you like, want something th- like different. this is th- this is yeah this is ta- this is taking you like back until just like a different age. It's a time capsule yeah. in a way as far as anime goes, and it's like as I said, I don't want to like be like here's the whole plot and everything just because once it because like. <sighs> Yeah, there, there's a lot of prejudice against some of the older anime tropes and some of the older anime setups, which which Escaflone definitely has with like Mecha, Princes, Destiny, the furry, because there is a furry. Um, but but it's but it's done super well. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a bona fide classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escaflone. Which actually I would recommend our YouTube video talking about on our Camille's Harem channel talking about classic animes yeah check that one out if if you want to hear more about just kind of classic animes and and escaflone because i think you talked about escaflone in that video as well Mm -hmm. but yeah cool excellent bit wrecking there lars you really wrecked my bit (laughs) oh no (laughs) Uh. okay bye bye bye